to Drinks at the Doll, episode 46, Trick vs. Giles and Hale vs. Who? You're listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast waystation for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm Chris. And I had hoped to get the first part, at least, of our Season 4 review up this week, but it got a little complicated in the editing process, and it didn't look like I was going to be able to get it ready to release this week. So instead, Chris and I thought that we would revisit our Buffy vs. Lost Girl series, and we're going to talk about Trick as well as Hale. And as far as Trick goes, I I think he's fairly clearly the Giles figure of Lost Girl. Would you say that's fair, Chris? Uh, Yes. Old, dusty books. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, yeah, general general knowledge, a supply of weapons Mm -hmm. locked up in their their respective layers. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that that Trick is the Giles. So yeah, because he's the he's the he's Trickopedia. He's the repository of sort of knowledge about demons and fae, and our our heroes and heroines have to go and get information from him, especially in the first couple of seasons. And as we as we mentioned in I, I believe in the finale, Trick does this explanation for Bo using visual aids, which was very Gilesy. Giles always loved his visual aids. Who doesn't love a good visual aid, especially in the medium of television? Exactly. And I have to say, in season three, where we're seeing Bo preparing for her dawning at the beginning of episode 307. No. Yeah. At the episode of 307, there's Bo Place Like Home. That dynamic between Trick and Bo really reminded me of the dynamic between Giles and Buffy in the early seasons. I do not remember the exchange of which you speak, but I will take your word for it. Oh, it's where Bo is trying to walk under the arch. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So when Bo's trying to, she has to walk through this arch, is that, that's sort of like the first step toward her, her dawning. Because Trick doesn't really train Bo in fighting and using weapons and things like that the way that, that Giles did for Buffy. But, but in the preparation for the dawning, it kind of replicated Giles and Buffy's training sessions in the early seasons for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Tr- Trick is definitely the, the mentor both to to our heroine and then to other members in the, in the group. And then they also act as sort of like a, a father figure to to the main character. We have Trick, who's who's literally a blood relative of Bo's. Giles just kind of becomes a a figurative father to to Buffy. Uh, but I got to say, even though Giles is not a blood relative of Buffy. I feel like he is actually a more sort of like trustworthy father figure than Trick is. Agreed. Especially given, you know, as we've mentioned before, the fact that Trick in the first episode is like, well, we might have to kill her at some point, but but not yet. <laughs> right. And I, I think both Trick and Giles similarly have a, a, a dark past because you have Giles who we, we learned in the second season when he was a teenager slash young adult. He experimented with a lot of dark magic and drugs, and he was very angry about his calling. And they used to call him Ripper. Uh-huh. That's generally not good. No. No, it's not. <laughs> and and Trick similarly has, has sort of a dark past to him. It's not very similar in nature, but 
still we have they they have kind of dark pasts that they are trying to trying to hide they that definitely they're kind of meek current meeker current personas hide the fact that they were once these really like dark people and then both of them have a a death of a woman that they loved being a a key sort of motivator for them yes giles has jenny calendar and trick has isabeau yes jenny calendar and isabeau both got caught in the crossfire in this sort of larger battle and then we see visions of them being used against trick and giles like we have in on buffy toward the end of season two drusilla makes giles believe that he's seeing jenny in order to get him to reveal some information garuda the garuda uses visions of of isabeau kind of similarly to try to manipulate trick into into using his blood again and then as far as their, their personality is, is concerned, I, I, they're, they're really, I don't think all that similar. They have kind of a, a, a dry sense of humor. Both of them are, are kind of secretive, though Giles much, 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 much less so than Trick. Uh, but otherwise, I feel like they're pretty different personality-wise. Yeah. Well, you know, because like a tweed suit is to Giles as a leather vest is to Trick. <laughs> And 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 Giles did enjoy his vests. He wore quite a few vests, especially in the true. third season. He favored vests, but like tweed vests. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but you know, because I, I, I feel like Trick is his primary personality motivator is that he's really manipulative and he's really protective of himself. First, like he's protective of, of, of Bo and of other people to an extent, but I feel like Trick is really looking out for himself first and foremost. And that's not Giles at all. Giles is very much a protector of others. Mm-hmm. And there's, and there's also, you know, Trick, a big storyline for Trick, a big piece of Trick's personality is his political clout and his, his struggles with, with power and such. And there's not really that element to, to Giles' storyline. It's actually quite the opposite with Giles' mm-hmm. storyline. I mean, we've seen him go up against the Watchers Council, I think a couple times at least. Yeah, he has seemingly very little power, political power in in the world of of the of the Watchers Council, like at least. Because there's the scene in the fifth season where the Watchers Council comes, you know, sort of they they say they're there to check in on Buffy, but really they kind of want. Her information. Mm-hmm. It's it's Buffy who actually gets Giles his job back because because right. Buffy's the one with the clout, not right. Giles. Mm-hmm. Is where I was going with that. I I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going back to Trick as a more sinister character, I feel like in in season four we see Bo moving away from Trick and getting kind of frustrated with him and not being willing willing to put up his with his secrecy and manipulation as much. And I guess there was a similar moment in in Buffy and Giles's relationship where Giles went along with the council in making Buffy powerless. It's part of this test that she had to have happened to her when she turned 18, I believe. I think it was 18, I right. believe. It and, was. And she felt very betrayed by Giles in in that regard. So kind of similar but not not really. Uh, I feel like Buffy really implicitly trusts Giles, and I don't know if Bo will ever quite get back to that relationship with Trick. But we'll see. Right, and and I think 
they they made a big point of it too that Giles hated doing that mm-hmm. to Buffy. Yeah. As much as Buffy hated that he did that to her. Yeah. Like when when Giles has been secretive, it has often been because he's been forced to, or especially when he kind of betrayed Buffy, it was because there were larger forces at play. It wasn't something he really chose to do. Right. One more similarity I just thought of. When faced with uncomfortable situations, they both polish their glasses. It's just that Trix's barware and Giles's is his spectacles. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> because there's that comment about is that why you're always polishing your glasses so you don't have to see us (laughs) tell no one (laughs) so then when it comes to hail hail has always been a bit of a, a question mark for me because when when lost girl started we had our six core cast members we had buffy who i was like okay buffy's kind of the bow character kenzie's kind of the Xander character, Xander slash Dawn character. Lauren serves a similar purpose to Willow because she brings the science information and, and Dyson is clearly Angel. But when it came to, and, and, you know, Trick is clearly Giles, but when it came to Hale, there wasn't really a clear parallel to me, especially if you just limit it to Buffy's main cast. I guess really on Buffy, the the closest parallel I can think of is Oz. And that's really only having to do with their personality. Right. Well, they also did both date the main character's best friends. Right. And and I would would also say that they both have kind of a a distance in their relationship from the main character of the show. Like, both Oz and Hale... They like interact with Buffy and Bo, but they're not like super close with her. Mm-hmm. Their their primary relationships are with, in Oz's case, Willow; in Hale's case, Kenzie and Dyson. So I guess there is that that similarity as well. But as far as like background goes and storylines, there's not a lot of similarities there. Right. And and primarily, especially early on, Hale's main relationship on the show was with Dyson. So if you kind of look to the Angel character on Buffy, Angel on Buffy was always a loner. Like, he never had really a confidant. He just had his romantic relationship with Buffy. And then Mm -hmm. if you look at sort of Hale's background story, being a rich kid who's rebelling against his parents, who's, who's trying to rebel against tradition and things like that, there's not really a character like that on Buffy. Right. But when I sort of extended my thinking to the Buffy universe, which includes the the series Angel, Lorne actually emerged as somebody with a lot of similarities to Hale. And who doesn't love Lorne? I know. You kind of... I've never met anybody who dislikes Lorne. I'm sure people are out there, but it's it's hard not to like Lorne. You know, he's he is... A, they probably the most laid back character on Angel, I would say. I mean, Gun Gun's pretty laid back too, but but Gun has like the tortured past thing with his with his sister, and that's very true. Yeah. So Lauren, pretty mellow guy. Both Hale and he, their their abilities, their mystical abilities involve song. Lauren is uh, he can tell people's futures when they sing, and he's also a singer him- himself. So we have, and he uses singing as a weapon at times. He'll sing a high note when he's 
helping out with the fighting. And, and so that's kind of similar to Hale. But I think the big similarities are actually in regards to their relationships with their families. And it's, it's a good point. I didn't really think about it until you mentioned it, because they don't make a huge deal of it on Angel. I mean, it's sort of the focus of a, a couple episodes. Right. At the end of the second season. The, the whole storyline is that Lauren has basically rejected his family's, well, he's rejected them and they've rejected him, sort of in equal parts, I think. Yes, he's he's the shame of his clan because he he doesn't want to be a hunter and hone his skills in hunting these great beasts. He's more interested in in arts and in beautiful things. Yeah, because singing isn't a thing on his his home world. No. Or dimension, I guess is what they say. Right. So like Hale, Lorne is rejecting his traditional family life, which is being warriors and hunting great beasts. And he wants to be a singer and he appreciates beauty and art. And he also doesn't look down upon humans the way that his family does. And in Lorne's dimension, they're called cows and they're slaves. And so that's very similar to the position that humans usually occupy in the Fey world. And as we know, Hale is very resistant to discriminating against humans in that way. Excellent parallel, yes. Yeah. But, you know, similarly, I, I, Lorne and Hale, I think, are more pacifist than most of the other main characters, but they'll they'll fight when necessary. Again, by singing. Again, by singing, yeah. I believe what I'm thinking of is where Lorne sings this really high note, and then he kicks the guy in the crotch. <laughs> yes. That was a great moment. <laughs> it was. I think that was the first time we'd seen Lauren fight anybody, and it was mm-hmm. it was pretty fantastic. <laughs> great moments in television history. <laughs> right. So clearly over on, on Angel's own series, Angel has more friends. So, you know, Lauren is actually a confidant to, to Angel the way that Hale is to Dyson. Their relationships are a bit different, though. Hale is like best buddy with Dyson Whirl, while Lauren is more, not quite a mentor, but since Lauren is an oracle... He he tell he can like help direct Angel where to go very literally and is is very sort of like wise and sage and that's not really Hale's role in in Dyson's life but but they have a similar kind of close relationship with the with the Angel character. I would add that Lauren is also more of a babysitter. Yes, <laughs> in that he babysat for Angel. Yes. And and then both of them are are kind of sharp dressers, though Lauren is clearly far more flamboyant in both dress and personality than Hale is. Indeed, but yeah, they're they're not ashamed or not a uh, they're not afraid of the bright colors. No. So just because Chris can't help herself when when we were coming up with a, a list of of characters, you know, try to figure out who's Hale kind of similar to, you of course had to bring up Bomb Girls. I did. Yeah, Hale is background-wise rather similar to Gladys Witham from Bomb Girls, and because uh, this is you know something we talk about a lot with Hale, because that's sort of up until the K- the Hale and Kenzie storyline, sort of his big storyline that he had was about his family and how they don't really get along, and he's the non-idle rich, I believe was the term you used. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the main point of Gladys Witham's storyline, too, or the 
catalyst for her storyline anyway. Right. And I would say they're both idealists, sort of politically speaking. Yes. And, and they want things to be different and they want things to be better. Right. They're good people trying to do the right thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, and and just to mention again, we we do have a Bomb Girls, a limited run Bomb Girls podcast that Chris, Annie, and I are doing. It should be coming out soon-ish. We're trying to get all of our, our ducks in a row in that regard, but, but it should Scheduling be Scheduling has been a nightmare. <laughs> it has been. It's really hard doing three podcasts, FYI. <laughs> yes. And, you know, unfortunately, Stephanie wasn't able to join us for recording our Lorna episode, which should be our inaugural episode. So we missed you on that, Stephanie. Well, thank you. I, I missed being there. But I hopefully will be on, on all the rest. And, and like I said, those should be, should be coming out soon. So I probably should have started with this disclaimer, but you know, these, all of these parallels that we're talking about are clearly just our opinions. These are four or five, I guess we talked about five completely different characters. We're not trying to say that one is exactly the same as the other, but since, since Lost Girl is such a, a clear descendant of Buffy, I do find it interesting to, to look and see how relationship dynamics kind of play out in similar ways on each of the shows. But let us know mm -hmm. what you think in regards to, parallels you might make between these two characters, Trick and Hale, and characters on Buffy. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts. You can go and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode over at drinksatthedoll.com slash 46. You can send us an email to feedback at drinksatthedoll.com or you can send us a voice message by clicking on the send voicemail link at the right side of the page over on the website. So I'm, I'm so glad you could join us for Drinks at the Doll. My name is Stephanie. And my name is Bomb Girls fan. I mean, Chris. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Cheers.